Hi everyone, this is Jacob from Attention to Detail. I'm coming to you today with a slightly different style of episode. Today we're here to actually announce something that I'm really excited about that we're going to be doing next week here on Attention to Detail. And I'm joined by my close friend, college roommate, recently uh, granted a doctorate from the University of Michigan in cello performance, Leo Singer, who happens to have as I've been told, a very similar voice to mine. So we apologize in advance if you can't even tell who's who's talking on this <laughs> podcast. But Leo, tell us a little bit, what is this idea that admittedly you had? Right. Well, thank you. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, appreciate the doctor shout out. Of and, course. Uh, love attention to detail. Love what you're doing here. And I just think it's so great for classical music and we need more of this type of thing. So appreciate your contribution. So in that vein, what are we doing? So what we're doing is we're going to draft symphonies. Yeah. Yeah. So there's going to be five teams and each team is going to assemble basically a team of nine symphonies. Yeah. Why did we choose nine? So we chose nine because famously Beethoven ended at nine. Mahler basically ended at nine. A lot of composers ended at nine. And it became this kind of thing that people couldn't write more than nine. Obviously, some people did, and some people did less. But we figured there has to be a cutoff somewhere. So nine seemed like the reasonable right number. Right. And so the rules, the actual rules of this draft, we're going to, like you said, we're going to have five teams. They're going to pick in what's called a snake format, which fantasy football players will be familiar with. Whoever's lucky enough to get the first pick goes first. And it goes in order. Some order will determine. Then whoever's the unluckiest and is fifth will go first in the second round. So it snakes back around and you have hopefully as fair choosing as possible. You also suggested that we limit it, which is a good suggestion, to one composer per roster. Right. So you only can do... For instance, if you draft Beethoven 3, you can't also draft Beethoven 5. Right. But also another caveat of this is you only get one you get one composer number. Yeah. So you if you draft Beethoven 3, you can't also draft Mahler 3. Right. So in the end what you're going to end up with are is one first symphony, one second symphony, one third symphony, all the way through nine. Not necessarily drafted in that order. Right, yeah. right. Then that's, we should mention, you, no one is, it's not like first round you pick first symphonies, second round. Our drafters are free to pick anything, but in the end they have to fill their nine spots and they can only use a composer once. The only other, so it should be pretty simple, right? You get nine symphonies, one through nine, you get nine different composers. That's your team, if you want to call it a team. Only caveat is that we're allowing in place of one number, which the drafters will get to choose, they can put a non-symphonic, a, a still a symphonic composition, but a, not an actual symphony, so like a tone poem or you know something like that, or they can put a symphony past the number nine. So the two biggest... Outliers to this whole nine rule are Haydn and Mozart, who wrote 104 and 41, respectfully. And so you're not going to see a lot of them, probably, because their first many symphonies are from when they were basically kids. But someone could put Mozart 41 in their wildcard spot or something like that. Exactly. And we should mention, 
we've been kind of talking it through, doing some mock drafts of sorts. This is very different from just like five people picking their favorite symphonies, right? I mean, there's talk a little bit about like what has gone into your thinking when we mock this of like, what are you going to choose first? What, yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of easy to think, oh, I'll just pick Brahms two and Beethoven five and all the most famous pieces for my team. But first of all, a different team might draft those ahead of you. And secondly, for instance, number five, there are so many famous, great favorite pieces that are symphony number fives. So it's a much deeper position, so to speak, rather than sixth symphonies. So just like we have the big NFL draft coming up soon, I'm a diehard Jets fan, unfortunately. Yeah, that's, so, that's, that's rough for you. Yeah, really terrible. Aren't I mean, you a Lions fan? I'm a Lions fan, and yeah, so we're picking even <laughs> higher than you guys because we're even worse, so no, yeah. no, no, no comments there. So I'm a Jets fan. Everyone recognizes that the Jets need a wide receiver. However, this year, the draft is really deep at wide receiver. So the consensus is that maybe the Jets shouldn't draft wide receiver first round. They could get a great receiver in the fourth round right? because there are so many great receivers. Right. And our drafters are going to need to think in that way instead of just like, it's not just pick the best available symphony because to go with more of the NFL draft, they're also talking about, I know for the Jets, for example, they're talking about this happens to be a class where offensive tackle there's three really really good guys (laughs) i know this because we're in quarantine and so i've listened to like hundreds of hours of pro football focus podcast Mm -hmm. yeah there are going to be three really good guys in the offensive tackle class and then there's a huge drop off so if you miss one of those guys you're not going to get a good tackle probably whereas wide receiver you've got 20 good ones. Mm-hmm. So there are categories like that in symphonies, we think. Like the first symphonies, Brahms and Mahler wrote incredibly good first symphonies. After that, for me, there's a big drop-off. So if you miss one of those two, your first symphony spot is not going to be so great. Yeah. Right. There's also the other strategy thought process of Brahms only wrote four symphonies and we're playing with five teams. Right. So one team inevitably will end up, at least one team, but definitely one team will end up without a Brahms symphony. Yeah, we realized that when we were mocking it through. The, the choice of five teams is very intentional because Brahms, Schumann, Mendelssohn... Mendelssohn actually wrote five symphonies, but like most people are not going to pick a few of them. So there are a few composers that people will miss out on just by definition, because there are only four Brahmses, and so that will add extra interest. If you want to get a Brahms, you may have to do that early. So then finally, we should just say a tiny bit about, like, people might hear this and say, fantasy sports, classical music, drafting, those don't have anything to do with each other, why are we doing this, and also what is the ranking system, or like, how are we going to determine who wins, or kind of what the, who's, like, these are just symphonies, who's to say which one's better or not. And you were mentioning that kind of, um, 
like there's there is there's a little bit of an element of how popular are these symphonies, but that's not really what we're going off of. No, I mean it's this is mostly just for fun. Like right. it's just for us and and the viewers and people who are who love this music or are trying to get to know this music to see what we find right. to be our favorites or just maybe a, a symphony with with a number comes out that you've never heard of and maybe it'll spark yeah. some interest in you or but it's mostly just a, a subjective ranking historical significance plays a role fame does play a role just personal preference plays a role I think most of the like some of the people who are going to have teams on this are performers, so maybe they'll have a performance story or or a certain right. performance reason for loving a certain piece. Yeah, and I think, but that should be mentioned that I am not going to participate in the draft. I'm going to be, if you're a, a sports fan and you know that Mel Kuypers or Todd <laughs> McShay's of the world, I'm going to be making my own rankings and providing them when we draft of like. Best available symphonies, best available first symphony, second, all that kind of stuff. That's entirely my own opinion. I'm very excited to see Jake's big board. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Jake Joyce's big board, best available, best positional rankings, deep saber metrics, all of this stuff. <laughs> no, but in reality, when I'm and I've been going through and ranking these symphonies myself, and of course, like I'm a performer, I'm a conductor, I love classical music, I love the subjectivity and kind of personal nature of interpreting this stuff. So it's crazy for me to go to a symphony and be like 95, 85, 90. But at the same time, like we kind of always do that. Mm -hmm. We do that when we program stuff. We're constantly thinking, how good is this? And so what's going into my rankings are things like, like you said, historical significance, uh, how how important they are, how famous they are, how enjoyable they are to listen to. These are all, and that's of course subjective. Mm-hmm. But then I'm also including things like, like kind of construction or structure, and like l- internal logic, which is, are things that performers might notice more, or gravitate towards more. They're like emotional content, the the visceral impact they have. And it's, it's, it's something that's hard to define, but you just kind of know it. It's like, why is Mahler 2 such a good piece? Mm-hmm. It just kind of is. And so we're trying to, and as a result, like the rankings are going to be, I'm going to provide my own as a guideline, but each one of the drafters are going to be doing a similar exercise to prepare. They'll have their own ideas, and that's what hopefully will, will make it interesting. And like you said, I think our listeners will be exposed to a lot of symphonies Mm-hmm. that they may not have heard of because once we get to the later rounds, there are going to have to be some deep cuts. Yeah, five teams, nine symphonies per team. It's a lot of pieces. It's a lot of pieces. Yeah, so and we're I'm, gonna, yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited. It's going to be really fun. We're going to do a whole... It'll be available both through the podcast and in video format, and hopefully it'll be you know up close to the NFL draft, and we want to give some way for our listeners viewers to interact so we'll have a way that people can vote for what their favorite teams are or like submit their own nine team ranking um it's something that we just want to want to have fun with in in the spirit of both the upcoming nfl draft and just 
just what we happen to do like most days of yeah. the week. So. I, I also assume since you'll be basically color commentating the draft that yeah. you're going to be critical of every single pick that I make. So you're also going to be able to enjoy that. I am going to do that. But to be honest, just thinking about it in preparation, I'm probably going to be ripping like every pick that everybody makes <laughs> because I'm going to be, I'm going to want so badly to be drafting myself and every pick is going to be like, why, why did they do that? That was terrible. But that'll be good for the viewers because yeah, yeah, I'll rip everybody even. So we're looking forward to that. Keep a, keep an eye out for that. Uh, we'll be posting more stuff soon. And in the meantime, as always, stay safe and healthy. We'll, uh, we'll see you back shortly.